Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. Well, welcome to Get Out There, Get Known Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I am so excited because, one, I have a guest on that I just know that you're going to adore and you're going to love what she's going to her story that she's going to share, but also to helping you to share your story so you can get out there and get known. So her name is Sharifa Hardy, and uh, she is really the um, CEO of ITTV or ITTV, right? Uh, she's from the West Coast, from the Long Beach area. She's a president of the uh, Southern California Black Chamber of Commerce, and she also is the founder of Black Guest List TV. She's a business consultant, like I said, and one of the things, she's a candidate for 2024 California State Senate, District 33. Uh, she is also the host of Ask Sharifa videocast and podcast of the Roundtable Talk Show. She'll talk about that as well. And she also is the author of several books, Signs You Might Be an Entrepreneur, How to Discover Your Entrepreneur in You, and the ebook, Everything You Need to Know About Social Media Marketing. And so just to give you a little bit, like I said, she's from Long Beach, but her first website she did in 1994, right? And she's had an online presence ever since. She's launched her first radio show in 2009. And I think that's where I met her. I probably on a, one of those platforms called Blog Talk Radio. I think if she remembers that. And then she'll tell you a little bit about her story of why she doesn't quit and why she keeps going and why she is doing the darn thing today. So with that, I bring up Sharifa. How are you? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited, Dr. Pam, Dr. Perry. Thank you for oh, the opportunity to be a guest on your show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I just want people to know that um, we we vibe right away because what yes. you're doing with the uh, the Black Chamber of Commerce, trying to help entrepreneurs, trying to help people get out there. And your first blog talk radio show uh, was in 2009-ish or so, or probably around yes. there. Yes. And I remember us being on blog talk radio. That was the thing. That was like... Yes. <laughs> that was like, okay, Blog Talk Radio. I, I, I still like Blog Talk Radio. I don't want to knock it, but it does have so many ads. So doing the video cast is so much more. So tell us a little bit about, I saw why you don't quit. So tell us a little bit of your backstory of how you got to this point to running for Senate, for California State Senate, to where you were a few years back. Wow, that's an incredible question because that's a 45-year answer that I need to shorten into 22 <laughs> seconds. You know what I mean? But to, to be simple, the reason I don't quit, because you know, people always say to me, Sharifa, you're strong, you keep going. And I always say, What are my alternatives? What are my choices? What are my options? Do I get to say, let me have this life, or I'll take life number two? You know what I mean? This is the life that I was given. These are the cards that I were dealt. 
So I just try to do whatever I can to remain positive because with all the ups and downs that I've gone through, one of the things that I've seen is simply that life goes on. And so if you learn from those experiences and you use those experiences to build, you'll see that life definitely changes. You never stay at the same point at, at any given time. I was laid off eight times, not a very happy time going through that process. Yes, eight, literally eight times. But now that I look back, I've learned so many different skills, so many different abilities that I would not have had I not gone through those experiences. So someone who's laid off eight times and at a certain point in time, it's like your income stops. How did you now become a business consultant? There was something that had to be in you that said, you know what, I'm going to make this work. I don't care. You know, long as I'm here on this side of the dirt, I know I can make it, but most yes. people will kind of give up, give up or give in. What kept you going and, and, and to the point where you're pushing other people as well? Where did the media, the interest in the media come for you? A lot of what happened to me just evolved because one of the things that I'm so proud of is that I did all of this because I was a single mom. I had my, my daughter at 18. I had my son at 21. And so I was never motivated by success, never motivated by money or finances. But these kids kept saying, mom, when's dinner? And I was like, okay, well, got to feed the kids. So I have to figure it out. I didn't have the luxury of just sitting back and waiting for things to happen or somebody to just give me some money and write me a check. I had to figure it out in order to take care of my family, you know, and I say, what were my options? And so many people say there are millions of options that you could have chose. You know, you could have went into drugs or alcohol or prostitution or so many different things, but you just chose to keep going. And I always wanted to be a role model for my children. To me, that's the most important thing, because I believe if we're not good role models, then we hinder our kids from being the best that they can be. So even when I'm asked, what are my proudest moments? It's just knowing that I have two beautiful children who are happy and leading healthy lives. So that's the most important thing to me. But a lot of what happened also came directly to me. The whole Ask Sharifa brand was a result of when I built my first website in 1994, people came to me and they said, oh, yes, 1994, because I wanted to be a single stay at home mom. And they said, Sharifa, you have a website. Can you build our website? And I said, okay. And I built the websites. Then I started marketing my websites and people came to me and they said, Sharifa, you're marketing your website. Can you market my website? And people begin over the years began to ask me different questions about how to do this, how to do that, how to do SEO, how to do online marketing, how to do social media marketing, how to write a press release. And I was like, I am not about to sit here and answer these questions all day, every day. And then I went on blog talk radio in 2009, back when it was free. And I started answering a lot of these business questions. And it wasn't based on anything that I had read in a book, per se. It was based on the experiences that I had gone through, what it took for me to create a website. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people will say I spent, you know, $1,500, on this website, but I haven't received one sale. And I said, okay, let me take a look at the website. And Mm -hmm. I know that there are certain aspects of creating your website that can convert your visitors to sales. So it's just learning through expertise and then taking that expertise and helping others with it. That is so good. So one of the main things that you did was that you said right there, you had a website. So you were building these websites, knowing what what worked, what didn't work. Uh, And I just love the fact that you did the blog talk radio. You're you're an early adopter, definitely early adopter. (laughs) From 
1994. I didn't have my first website until like, I think it was 2000. I think it was on Earthlink. It was a hot mess. I mean, but we evolved over time. So Earthlink had, then I had a Yahoo website. Oh my goodness. So just so the people know, please use a, a platform like a WordPress and have your own hosting. Uh, those type of things where other people are hosting it for you can be a mess. So anyway, we're not going to have that conversation today. But talk about your show. You have mm-hmm. an Ask Sharifa show because people were asking you questions. So that's a good way yeah. to monetize what I said, what you know, into into dough, right? It's like it's like yes. you're taking what you know and then you're growing it into a business. And so you become a business consultant. You're monetizing your marketing. And then how did the the show, you're doing it, uh, the round table uh, talk show uh, talk show every day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. And so you realize that, okay, I'm doing this show. People are coming on. They're getting business, getting visibility. But you realize there wasn't a lot of African-American guests that you had. So tell us about what you have going now with your new website, what you're doing now. Yes. Now, the Roundtable Talk Show is my baby. That's the show that I just love. And I launched the Roundtable Talk Show after my run for Long Beach City Council. So I always say they wouldn't give me city council. So I took the roundtable. But I, I had to have a platform where I have where I could have where I could discuss, you know, current events and what's going on in the world. And that's what I do on the Roundtable Talk Show. And mm-hmm. I've done over 300 episodes, nearly 400 episodes of the Roundtable Talk Show. And I was just streaming, swimming along my, you know, little bubble, thinking everything was fine. And then one day this black lady said to me, she says, Sharifa, why do you just cater to white people? And I was like, wait a minute, what's she saying? You know, but I had to take a look at how it appeared. And I told her, I said, first of all, I don't cater to white people. But anytime I make a post, letting people know that this is an opportunity for them to be a guest on the show, for them to get their businesses out there, the majority of the people who just so happen to respond are not black people. And Mm -hmm. then I knew of several websites where I could go to get guests. The Roundtable Talk Show always stays booked, even at five shows per week, five guests per day is always booked at least two months in advance because there are websites that you can go out to and find guests for your show. But 99% of the people on these websites are not people of color. They're not black people. 99% of them are white people. So when I go to those websites and I look for guests, guess who is going to apply? And so I had to take a look at it and I said, you know what? There isn't any website out there where it has black guests who are looking for media opportunities, looking for exposure. And I, and I'm always been, I've always been one of those people that's like, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. That's one of the mantras that I live by, you know, because I can't expect Dr. Perry to create it. You got enough on your plate. Maybe that's not your goal or your vision. So I went out and I created blackguestlist.com. And the black guest list is another, I don't have all these different passions, but I'm so passionate about black guest list because it's 100% black people who are educated, professional, motivational speakers, authors, Mm -hmm. business owners, pastors, founders, but they are people who are available if anyone has a podcast, just like yourself. If you're looking for guests, black professional guests, then blackguestlist.com is what I've created to be the go-to place. I love it. I love it. Blackguestlist.com. And that is so ingenious. So I was telling you that, uh, you know, uh, uh, blacknews.com or blackpr.com, Dante Lee, he was also an early adopter back in the early 2000s or so, where he built a website, blacknews.com. And I always tell people, if you want to be 
um, in the news and you want to distribute out to all black media, go to blacknews.com. Go to black. I would definitely agree. Yes. Dante Lee, you, you called me an early adopter. Dante Lee's adopted long before <laughs> I did. I mean, if you talk about black anything black news black pr black, black media yes. name is going to come up i remember when you know i'm from columbus ohio so mm -hmm. i know how long dante lee has been around but it's not just his black news and his black pr it's the his way of being able to incorporate different um media into one thing so you go there and all these different websites are created diverse media group different businesses that he has created and i'm just so so proud of him Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He has done the thing. But with the blackguestlist.com, that is one where I think that if you are ready and I have a ready, set, go speak program, because you want to have people that are going to go on blackguestlist.com, make sure that they have particular materials. And what are some of the things that you require that they have so that they do show up and shine? That's what we want them to come on and we want them to show up and shine. So what are some of the things that is required? Obviously, it's a great photo high resolution photo, but what other things do they need? The you you are you got it right there. Two things I really look for more than anything else. Everything else can be there. It's nice to have, would like to have, but the photo has to be high resolution. It has to be something where I can see your face. I mean, it's unbelievable to me so many times how people try to upload or add things and it's like, okay, wait a minute, I can't even see you or who you are. So definitely a high resolution photo. And it may seem simple, but the other thing that people tend to forget is their bio. If yeah. you want people to have you as a guest on their podcast and your bio is blank, I will not even approve you for the website because mm -hmm. what people are going to just look at your pretty face and say, let me have her on my show. I mean, it, it might be pretty enough, you know what I mean? But you need some substance. Yeah. Yes. Who are you? What do you do? What do you talk who about? You what right. Mm -hmm. And so they can review that information before deciding, because sometimes they're not just looking for a black professional. Maybe they want to speak to only black dentists. How, if you don't talk about what's in your bio, I don't know, maybe they're looking for people within the uh, black people within the auto field. But if you don't tell them who you are and what you stand for, they're not going to be able to find you, which means that you're there, but they just pass you by. Mm -hmm. That is good. So people need a photo and a bio. And this is some of the yes. things, even if you want to be a speaker, because I have Speakers Magazine as well. And so if you have a good photo and a bio, the bio should include what are the, your key talking points. It should yes. include some media credibility that you've had in the past. Maybe it includes some of the places where you spoke. Um, and, and just really, if you can, have other links to other shows that you've been yes. on whether it's a video or audio so that people can hear how you sound so that you're not having a lot of ums and things mm -hmm. like that. So you have yes. to think all this through. So blackguestlist.com is an opportunity for blacks who want to get out there and get known if they're a thought leader, they're author, coach, speaker, entrepreneur, but there's something that what you said they're very passionate about, they can speak to it. But we know that in order to show up and shine, they have to have certain elements. And so yes. what I like is that they have to have a website probably more than likely. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's like a, that's like a given. So you can't just be like, oh, you know, I think I'm just, I have a photo in the bio, but you also need to have a website. And so the website is something that is very important. We we did a whole lot of things on, on websites and things like that about getting out there and getting known and your social media presence. Because once she approves you to go onto the site on Black Guest, um, 
she's actually doing a lot of research. So she's yes. going to probably research your social. So make sure that that's consistent, that it's mm-hmm. professional, that it is something that you would want to be seen um, publicly to a lot yes. of people. So not just like, oh, I'm just posting pictures of food or pictures of my dog or cat, even though I have a dog, but I don't post a lot of pictures of my dog. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you have things on there. So in my program, Ready, Set, Go Speak, I teach people how to really brand better. And that's kind of what you're talking about, how to brand better. And then once you are on the show, the reason why the photo is important is because they do the promotions to promote the show. And so if we're doing a little Facebook post or Instagram post, we need a good photo in order to promote it on the cover for the podcast or for the show or whatever it is, or the magazine. Oh my God. So a lot, so many people want to be in Speakers Magazine. It's like, they don't even have really good photos I can use, but that's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's one of the things. So I want to ask you, so the blackguestlist.com, that's one thing, but then also talk about IT TV and where that, that fits into all of the things that you're doing strategically as well. So IT TV, IT TV is intellectual television. It's content that makes you think. And, you know, I just feel like so often it's just my personal belief that a lot of what we watch on TV can actually lower our IQ. You know, you just watch it. And some, I, I know I'm not the only one who's watched a show and you're like, I can't believe I'm watching this. You know, <laughs> so I'm all for entertainment. I love to laugh. I love comedy shows. I love watching the sitcoms, rom-coms, different television shows, even reality shows. But the focus with ITTV is even though it's entertaining, you learn something because there's so much that you can do with business, entrepreneurship, finance, where you can learn something that can change your life. And it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be a a seminar. It's television, great television, but you take that information and you apply it to your life. So we're, we just produced our first show, which is called Build My Brand. It'll be out in early 2022. And what we did is we took about 10 different people. We put them together with different experts and they work with the experts in order to help them to build their brand. It's a reality television show and it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't, you know, cursing and yelling and hitting and slapping and sleeping with other, you know, everybody. It was just, how can I make me a better person? And it, you take the experts, the people who know about websites, the people who know about social media, um, PR, whatever the service is, and you have them work with the talent. It was a great wow. show and I can't wait to release it. We will have the trailer for it this week. Okay. And that's, they can go and actually um, go to your website and find out more information about that as well. On um, yes. Uh, yes, so they can actually go there. And it's I like saying it TV, but it's really ITTV, but intellectual. It's both. It's yes. both. That's the, that's the fun thing because the IT is intellectual television, but it's the it place to be because you know right. everybody wants to be where it's the it place. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then also too, you know, you hear people say, well, she's the it girl. Like it's the, the person who's the it person. So it's like it TV. So I love, I love, I love branding. And that's one of my main things too, about really putting all that kind of stuff together because it's like, okay, so it's got a double uh, meaning yes. there. It, yes. and that, that's the it place to be or the it girl or the it person. And then yes. also TV and intellectual television. So yes. the one thing it television does really dumb, dumb down. And so, but the, when I did a survey on LinkedIn the other day and I said, where do you want the most exposure? Do you want magazines, which I love magazines, newspapers, journalism was my background, right? So I worked for the newspaper for about seven years. And then um, I said radio, obviously radio and podcasting. And then I said television. 
53%, 55% said television. Okay, right. so that was like the thing. So we have the OTT platform. So your ITTV, what kind of platform is it? Is it OTT, meaning like over-the-top television? Is it a network? Or explain a little bit about how that's working now. Yes. So ITTV is a television network, but it's a Roku platform. So anyone who has Roku can go in and download the app and watch ITTV. But if even if you don't have Roku, they can go to our website at itnetwork.tv and watch any of the content. We're bringing on a lot more content. That's my focus for 2022. But being on a Roku, Roku channel gives us access to over 62 million homes. And so I'm just excited to to, you know, this is just the first step when we produce more shows and we're always looking for new um, content and new shows mm-hmm. to go into production. We'll just grow and expand. This is just the beginning for us. So so how that synergy could work, people who are sign up on blackguestlist.com and maybe they're just trying to be a guest, but maybe eventually they'll have enough content. Maybe they'll create their own podcast, their own TV show, and then they can pitch you to be on ITTV. But it kind of grows grows like that. I love it. I love it. So that's one of the main things. So tell us um, a little bit about uh, where you see uh, a lot of the people that you've been doing on your show, you know, Ashrifa show, and then also to the roundtable show. Where are people mostly going now? We're in, I won't say we're post-COVID because it's still swirling around us. But what have you seen most of the entrepreneurs doing from doing your show every day, Monday through Friday? Where are they mostly online shows? Are they content creators? Are they selling products? I mean, I find a lot of people are making money from selling sanitizer. Um, It's like they've got these COVID niches like now. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to sell things that help people with, uh, with, you know, sanitizer, masks, you know, bling and masks and all that kind of thing. So what have you seen that has changed, you know, since you've been doing the show and what entrepreneurs are doing uh, now? One of the things that I would say more than anything else is that there has been a shift to podcasting. There has Mm -hmm. been a shift because prior to COVID, not that many people were comfortable with Zoom or on an online streaming platform. You know, they could handle blog talk radio because guess what? They just got a phone number and they called into that number and then they were a guest on the show. And so when you would would say to those people, um, we're going to be on Zoom, they would say, that's too difficult. I don't do technology. You know, I'm not computer savvy. And they would not do anything near Zoom. Now you have 80-year-old grandmothers doing their own podcast, doing hey, shows. My, mom, my mother-in-law is 91 and she gets on Zoom for church, right? So she's like yes. on Zoom. <laughs> yes, but would she have done that prior to COVID? Most no, likely not. No. Because no. she would have gone in or had her service. But now mm-hmm. everyone is finding some way of doing things online. I've been online working from home for years. And what people began to understand is the more you do online do, through these platforms is you save so much time and energy. You can do more in one day than you were able to do before. And so people who have this extra time go, OK, well, what do I want to do? You know, or maybe they want to share their experience. So you have we've seen they've seen 
just more podcasts, I would say, happened during COVID and during this global pandemic than any other time. You have podcasts on any topic that you want to talk about. You have people who say, you know what, I want to be a speaker. I want these opportunities. I want to look for more ways to talk about my voice. And that's really what I see with the entrepreneurs. Many of them may have products and services, but the majority of them have started some way of doing something online. 99% of them have told me they're never going back to doing things the way they used to. And that's not just one industry across the board. I have real estate agents who have told me that they will never show homes the same way that they used to because they have adapted to virtual online showings uh, or virtual online open houses. So before you had to drive around and do two, maybe three open houses in a day. Now you do a little 30 minute video, show this person the house, show, you know, do a Zoom to show a few people the house and you can do six, seven in a day. So I think the, the, transition that I've seen from entrepreneurs is just being more comfortable in utilizing technology in their own business. And when you talk about early adopters, if I'd have known in 1990 where the internet was going, then I'd be a billionaire. You know, I would have purchased every one word domain there was and <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find me. I'd be on my island in the Maldives by now. I know, but I just, I more and more people are waking up to that idea. That is. So people are really looking at things like apps and and doing things like Clubhouse. I think um, what COVID has taught us to really be more uh, savvy in terms of online marketing and online visibility. Uh, Clubhouse is something that is like podcasting, but it's really live. Um, I have a, a club over there called Speaker PR and Branding Club. Um, and it's like 3,500 people there. And it's been less than a year. But you find that because people aren't going out as much, face-to-face meetings. They're doing things like that. And podcasting uh, is something that is really, like you said, we started doing blog talk radio years ago, but people can monetize their podcasts and people can yes. learn how to uh, market with the podcast. There's so many ways that there are a lot of podcasts and it's good content, but one of the main things that people have to learn is how to use it strategically in, in everything that they do and what platform they use. Because blog talk, obviously you can use it, but it's probably not the best one. We're using StreamYard right now, but you can take the StreamYard and use it as an RSS feed and it can go into other places. Uh, Pandora's, it's got podcasts now where Pandora, you know, was just music or Spotify was just music. And now they're really in the podcasting game. So you find that people are a lot more nimble in terms of making a pivot. You hear that word a lot, pivot and a change, because they see that the world is changing and it does really matter um, what what it is that you're doing online and your digital footprint stays there forever. So whatever you started, don't change your brand every three months because it's like, okay, well, they're confused because we can see your digital footprint uh, mm -hmm. because it's changing. So uh, how did politics get into your, your um, I guess you say your blood or your, your mm -hmm. next move or how is that? Uh, how did that come about? Into my repertoire. Um, that happened actually by coincidence. Uh, it was a city council election. And it, I don't believe in coincidence, but it just happened. Um, there was a city council election that was coming up. And a friend of mine, who dear friend, she passed away this June at 99 years old, Mrs. Martin. Wow. And she was frustrated, very frustrated with the state of affairs in Long Beach. 
And she knew that I was a business consultant that always worked with businesses. But the businesses that I work with are global. They weren't focused on specifically Long Beach, but she just kept saying to me, Sharifa, you got to do something. You got to get involved. You got to run. And I was like, I, I I don't really know about politics. And that's why even during my campaign, and I would always say it's not politics, it's people, which mm. is how I started out the whole thing. Because even to go a little bit back to what you were saying about podcasting, one of the reasons more people are going into podcasting is just imagine, like myself, my son lives with me. My son is 24, but there are millions of people who live alone. And prior to COVID, living alone was no big deal. Why? Because you you deal with, you work with people, you go to work and you got all these coworkers that by the time you get home, you want to be away from anyway. You know, you, you go out to the store, you go out to the malls, you go to the networking events. So we always had, the, you go to the happy hour, you always have these social aspects. So then when a global pandemic hits, and you are forced to be alone, people would begin to say, I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk to somebody. And they look for other avenues, like you said, Clubhouse, to start a conversation because they were no longer able to go out to these networking events. So they had to do virtual networking. It was really no way around it. So even when I got into politics, it was me talking to people, talking to you know the community about what I was passionate in. And so we had the March 2020 uh, elections, which, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't win, but I started the roundtable talk show. And then uh, after a year later, I said, you know what? I loved politics because one lesson I learned in politics, aside from any other thing, is that whether people like you, whether people agree with you, whether people support you, they have to hear you. Mm-hmm. And so a little black girl like me, I was like, wait, they got to hear me. They got to listen to me. And I was like, yes, because most companies, most organizations, even the government, when they're when you're campaigning, they have to hold the belief, at least that they are unbiased. So mm-hmm. they can't give even if they they have a favorite candidate, they can't give that favorite candidate all the shine and you none. So they do forums and panels where they give everyone an opportunity to speak. So I was just enthralled by this idea that win, lose, or or draw, you have to hear me. And I was going to say whatever it is that I wanted to say. And so I was, it was in my system. It was in my blood at that point. I was like, I got to do something else. And so the next step, I was like, I'm running for president. And then I was like, "Mm, wait a minute. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna run for governor. I was like, okay, okay, wait you know, baby steps, baby steps. And I said, you know what, I, I got to do this. And so I decided to run for Senate District 33 here in Long Beach. And that's the 2024 election. And so prior to doing that, I said, okay, that's 2024. What can I do right now to make a difference in the world? You know, because we, we always think about what we're going to do in the future to make the world a better place. But what yeah. can you do right now? What can you do every day? What can you do in this moment? And one of the things that I saw in a global pandemic is that only 3% of the government funding, the PPP funding, went to minority-owned businesses. And when you say and mention my minority-owned businesses, that's not just Black businesses. That's any organization, any business that is considered a minority. And so I said, you know what? I have to help my people. And I began to see that it wasn't just the government, because so often it's easy for us to be like, the man, the man is out to get us, you know? But some of these businesses, I, I work with one person who had been in business for 30 years, didn't have an EIN number, mm. didn't have a, a, hadn't filed taxes in forever, 
You know, oh, these are yeah. people who whatever they make it cash only businesses or, you know, it's like, OK, wait a minute. I got again, I have to help my people. And so there I started working with the Black Chamber of Commerce. They have over 15 different chapters, but they did not have a chapter here in Long Beach. And so I reached out to them and I said, you know what, we're in Long Beach. Long Beach is one of the riches. I mean, there's a lot of wealth here in Long Beach because we have the port of Long Beach. A lot of what happened in the in the United States and the entire nation, all the products and things that were held up, they're sitting right here in Long Beach. They're sitting at the port. So I was like, we have to do something. And so we in February of 2021, we launched the Long Beach area, wow. our okay. chapter of the Black Chamber of Commerce, because I was like, I, I can channel Angela Davis. I love me some Angela Davis. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to help my people by any means necessary. That That's how I am. <laughs> that's that is saying and and it really all goes back to a voice it goes back to media and so i just put down here blackguestlist.com i want people to go there um to listen to your talk show to pitch you up for the talk show directly if they want to they can go to your website there because just you're you're looking for guests and you're there monday through friday uh doing the show and then also too if they're in the long beach area and if they're entrepreneur to join the chamber of commerce in long beach and then connections, because it seems like you're about connections. And that's one of the main things that I'm about, too, because we do better when we're together, when we're yes. stronger when we're together. And so one person can do one thing, but we can definitely tie up a what they said. Um, you can tie a, you can tie up a a lion. Can, no, OK, what, I'm getting the African proverb confused with something else. But it's like if you, you can you can tie up. Um, a spider or a spider can type a lion if they work together. That's what that's what the, the, the proverb is. I'm, okay. I'm probably paraphrasing this really, really bad. But the <laughs> I point got the of it, I got the you got it. But you know what I'm saying? So you could do that together with and and so what I'm seeing is that you're doing with the black guest list, with your round table uh talk show and with your um the other things as Sharifa it's always been about helping and that's why yes. um the IT uh, TV as well. All those things are just like to really help shape the world yes. um, intellectually. That's what you're saying. That's why ITV is uh, started. And so I just thank God for you that um, some of the things that happened to you, you know, when you were laid off, it's, I, I, anyone who's ever been laid off know that, oh my goodness, that could be such a down thing, but it's really like maybe a redirection where God is just trying to take you somewhere to something bigger and better. And that's definitely what happened to you. And yes. uh, your children are probably so proud of seeing their mom doing the yes. thing. It's like, you know, look at her doing that. Are they involved in media as well? Or what is their passion no. for? No, they're, they're not at all. Which They're not even entrepreneurs or, or business people, you know, because they're, they just, but they're happy people. <laughs> No, yeah. I'm gonna bring them in into the company as we move forward. But mm -hmm. you know, they're growing 24, 27. But it is really is about me giving the example, and they are so proud of me. My son, my 24 year old, helps me with the Black Chamber of Commerce. He supports me yes. in my different events. So I mean, I, I'm just happy. But I want to go back to something you said when you were talking about the African proverb, and one of the things that they do say is, you know, you can go a certain distance by yourself, but you can go so much further with other people. And so for me, every morning when I wake up, I ask the question, how can I serve you today, Lord? That's my favorite question. How can I serve you today? Who can I be of service to? You know, because I really truly believe that the kingdom of heaven is in the servant's hand. I have to be able to serve people in order to get 
where I want to go. And even as a business consultant, one of the things that I always tell people is that I'm not only here to help you to make money, I'm here to help you save money. And sometimes saving money can be, you know, a lot more important at times, because when you are starting out a business, you don't know what you need. If somebody tells you, you know, you need website hosting and your website host costs you $4,500, you're going to say, okay, because you don't know any better. And I always say, do not face the unknown alone. I've been doing this since the 90s. I have over 25 years of experience in this area. Anything with a WWW, I can assist you with. And so even when I did my first book, talking about my eight layoffs, one of the things that is not specifically mentioned in the book, but in my speaking engagements I talk about is that everything I did was as a result of an argument with God. And people say, you had an argument with God? I said, yeah. I said, because God said, Sharifa, I want you to help people. And I was like, "Um, God, have you met people? Like, have you seen (laughs) people? I was like, no, I'm going to get a job. And it was just so interesting that more than I would say four or five times, I would get the job. I get perfect attendance awards. I get employee of the month award. You know, my reviews were amazing. And I'm like, this is the job. I'm here. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. It's stable and nothing says I love you like direct deposit, you know, so I wanted to be there in six months to the day I would get laid off. And again, God would say, Sharifa, I want you to help the people. And I, and I didn't want to do that. I resisted that. But when I stepped into that and I had to bow down and humble myself and say, I hear and I obey, that's when doors began to open. People came to me to help. And those people became became my clients. And those are the people that were able to stabilize my life by being clients. And so now I didn't have that fear of my income fluctuating as much because for an entrepreneur, that's one of our biggest fears. Even people in entertainment, because we know you look at actors. I was watching, um, I love her to death. Taraji P. Henson was talking about the salary she received for Benjamin Button. She did an interview with Tamron Hall and she was talking about how much money she made. And she said, it really sounds nice. But when you take the fact that there are so many other people who have to get a cut of that, you don't have that much left. And then you pay taxes on that money. You don't have that much left. And then I think the main thing that entrepreneurs have in common is that you you may get this huge check or this, this giant client and you win. Yeah, I got it. But guess what? Maybe that, that check has to last you for eight months or mm-hmm. six months. And so now people are thinking a $50,000 check is huge, but guess what? $50,000 divided over eight or nine months, you're not making a lot of money. So Mm -hmm. it's just, that was my my fear as as an entrepreneur. And a lot of speakers have that as well. It's like, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, I got a speaking engagement. I got $10,000. Well, how long does that have to last? That's the thing. people. So that's why it's good to be a speaker. Yes. And get paid for that that large, you know, keynote speaking, but then also you need products back in sales. You need other things that you're going to do, whether you're going to coach or train, or you have other products that you need to create because that $10,000, maybe you do that twice and that's $20,000 a year. You're going to just live on that. So yeah, that's, that's part of the thing of really understanding the whole business part of it. Well, Sharifa, thank you so much for being on the show today on Get Out There, Get Known, because you are doing it. And then 2024, obviously, you have to run a campaign. So you're doing that as well. 
as well as doing the show, as well as doing your other things, doing the consulting. Uh, people can find you on Ash Sharifa. They can follow you definitely on Instagram and LinkedIn and all those other places. And then also, too, making sure that people are on blackguestlist.com and then also on uh, follow you, too, as well for the IT TV, uh, which I really, really love as well because you're you're cutting edge. And so um, a lot of people need to understand that when they're doing things like that, that are cutting edge, you're taking a risk. But like you said, you busted through the fear a long time ago. So it's like the boogeyman can't get you, right? Because it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. And yes. that's how I would say the worst that can happen is it did happen and I'm still here. So it's like, it, yes. it's, it's going to be fine. So I yes. just thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really a pleasure. We're going to be in touch more. Um, the blackguestlist.com is one of the main things that I definitely want to share with so many people because if they're ready, and they've, especially if they've gone through the Ready, Set, Go Speak program, all of them will be signing up for sure because one of the main things that they're going to have is all the tools that are necessary so they can show up and shine. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.